With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From API, this is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm your host, Jane Van Ryan. The economy continues to be the big issue on Capitol Hill these days. The Obama transition team and members of Congress are looking for ways to stimulate the economy and to create jobs. A new study commissioned by API suggests that producing more domestic oil and natural gas could do exactly that. One of the study's authors, Harry Vitas of ICF International, is with us today to explain the study's results. Welcome, Harry. Thank you. API asks you to look at the impacts of producing oil and natural gas from areas of the United States that have been off-limits. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. What off-limits areas were included in your study? We looked at the areas of the outer continental shelf that have traditionally been off-limits due to moratoria. That includes the Atlantic, the eastern Gulf of Mexico, and the Pacific. And we also looked at the part of Alaska referred to as the Alaska North Slope Wildlife Refuge, or ANWR. And then the third area we looked at was the Rockies, where a portion of the federal lands have been off-limits due to administrative uh, restrictions. Uh, We didn't uh, assume that you have any drilling in those areas that are off-limits in the Rockies due to congressional mandates like wilderness areas. Well, if the oil and natural gas industry were allowed to produce the energy resources in those areas, how much oil and gas potentially could be produced on a daily basis? When we looked at the issue of how much oil and gas could be produced, we first had to look at how much oil and gas there was there to be found. And what we did is we did a couple of different cases. The middle case was based on the U.S. Geologic Survey or the Mineral Management Service's mean estimate. What that means is the average that they expect to be found in the various areas that I was just talking about. But in addition to looking to uh, the mean estimate, we also looked at an alternative case which was either based on USGS high cases or in those cases where there's been very little oil and gas drilling, we made an assumption that the amount of oil and gas that could be found will tend to increase over time, just as it has in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, because the oil and gas drillers will learn more about the area and over time will develop new theories as to where the oil and gas could be found. So based on those two different scenarios, uh, we did a projection both of how much oil could be produced as well as how much natural gas can be produced. And the range of estimates for the year 2030 for oil ranges from 1.1 to a little over 2 million barrels per day. In the case of natural gas, the range of production is between 2.5 and 5.3 billion cubic feet per day. Those are pretty significant numbers. Can you tell us how that might affect imports of oil and natural gas to the United States? Yes, each year the Department of Energy does a projection called the Annual Energy Outlook. And in that Energy Outlook, they try to project how much oil and gas is going to be produced in the U.S., how much is going to be demanded, and how much is going to come in from outside the United States. For the year 2030, they're projecting that we'll need about 11 million barrels per day of oil. So the amount of 
additional oil that we could produce from these off-limit areas would reduce that amount of imports by 10 to 18 percent. So it's about 10 to 20 percent of the total imports in the year 2030. They also do a projection of natural gas markets, and they're projecting by the year 2030 that we will be importing almost 9 billion cubic feet per day. So the additional natural gas that can be produced from these areas would constitute 29 to 61 percent of natural gas imports. Well, based on that, based on the possibilities for expanded energy production in the United States, what would be the impact on jobs? There have to be more people in the industry, I would presume, in order to produce this oil and gas. Right. We looked at the job impacts in terms of three different categories. One is the direct jobs that would be produced in the oil and gas sector itself, and then what we call the indirect and induced jobs, which are the jobs that would be created by the companies that provide products and services to the oil and gas industry and also products and services to the employees of the oil and gas industry. So based on our range of resource estimates that we were using, that would mean by the year 2030 an additional 114 to 161,000 jobs in the United States. And those are jobs that would potentially continue for several decades. That's an important number at this point in time when we're dealing with an ailing economy and people are concerned about the jobs that they now have. Well, when the oil companies produce oil domestically, now they have to pay for the right to produce it. So how much money did you discover would flow into government treasuries as a result of this expanded oil production? That's right. When uh, oil and gas companies drill on federal land, uh, they pay different categories of money to the federal government. For example, in order to get the rights to lease, they have to do uh, they have to pay what's called a lease bonus. And then as they're producing, they have to pay a royalty, which is typically about one-eighth the value of the oil and gas being produced. And if you're on an onshore federal land, you have to pay a severance tax and also property tax to the state and local governments. And then in addition to those taxes, there's the corporate income tax that has to be paid on the profits. So when you add all of those taxes together, uh, both the federal, the state, and, and the local, uh, you would have a in the year 2030 again, which is what we're using as our benchmark, somewhere between $547 billion and $1,695 billion. In other words, as much as $1.7 trillion per, over, that, over the period that it would take to produce all that oil and gas, which would be, as I said, several decades. $1.7 trillion, that's a very significant number. Now, could that have a major impact on the federal deficit or perhaps help to offset government spending that might be required to stimulate the economy? Yes, the 1.7 would be able to contribute to all the different uh, activities and expenditures that the governments do. Now, a few weeks ago, a couple of members of Congress did a back-of-the-envelope calculation, if you will, that said that producing all of the oil and natural gas in the United States could generate more than $2 trillion for the government. Did you look at how they arrived at that figure? Did you perhaps look at a similar scenario? Yeah, the, the number that they were looking at was uh, just federal lands offshore, so it was only a portion of the total oil and gas. But if you look at all the uh, federal offshore areas and you do a calculation very similar to the one we did in our study, you do produce a number that's around uh, $2.3 uh, trillion over the life. In fact, our calculation was between 2.7 and $3.7 trillion 
just in the offshore parts of the federal lands. And what if you added some of the other areas that you talked about earlier? Right. If we add in the Alaska Anwar area as well as the some of the federal Rockies areas as well, we would get a total of about $3.3 to $4.4 trillion in terms of total government revenues over the life of, that, of the production of those, of those areas. It's hard to even conceive of a number that large, $4.4 trillion. Um, but do you think that, again, depending on the ability of the oil and gas industry to produce the oil and gas that are believed to exist in the United States, that that number could even become larger? Yes. The, uh, the dollar amount that the government is going to get would depend, of course, on market conditions, which is to say the oil and gas prices. We were assuming a long-run price of around $60 per barrel and uh, for the oil and for the natural gas, $6.5 per million BTU. And, of course, we've had prices this year that have averaged much higher than that. So higher prices would produce more revenue to the government. It also depends on the resource base. And as I was saying, that it's possible the resource base could grow over time as people learn more about it. So that potentially could also produce a higher number. And then finally... Our calculations are all based on today's technologies and costs. And over the next several decades, we could improve our technologies and improve our cost structure and be able to produce more oil and gas or produce it less expensively, which, of course, would produce higher profits and therefore higher taxes as well. Are there scenarios, though, in which that number, that $4.4 trillion, could actually shrink? I mean, we have a, a new administration coming in, a new Congress that will be sworn in shortly. If they were to tax the industry or place new bans prohibiting energy production on those areas, what would that do to that revenue projection? Well, any additional taxes, of course, would reduce the incentive, so presumably that would uh, lead to less oil and gas production and uh, potentially lower revenues as well. Now, your study suggests that the United States has a tremendous amount of oil and natural gas that could be produced for the benefit of American consumers. Is that really the bottom line here as we have this new Congress and new administration coming on board? Yes, there's a substantial amount of oil and gas that could be produced in the United States, both on private state lands as well as federal lands, and certainly that's going to be a very important component of future U.S. supplies for oil and natural gas. Very interesting discussion today, Harry. Uh, I know that your study is available through www.energytomorrow.org, and we appreciate the fact that you've come in to talk with us about this today. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.